Hey there, world changers. Thank you for listening in again this morning. Well, it's morning for me. Listening in to me talking straight from the heart about what's been on my mind this week. Today, I wanted to talk about this theory or practice that I thought up and that I try quite intently to practice in my own life. And I call it living on either end of the bell curve. And this isn't something that I read in a book. I really have found it through my own experience. And what I mean by this bell curve is your emotional landscape of the type of feelings that you're having through the day on a continuum of one end is going deep into the most painful part of your experiences and memories and traumas. They're on one end of the bell curve, the skinny bit, and then we go along and they're less and less painful. And then we're in the middle of the bell curve, which is your normal getting things done day. That's cleaning the house, just going to work, doing projects, getting things done, looking after kids. And then we move into the more positive end of the bell curve, which is more fun and exciting things we get to do. And then right into the the tippy end of the top of the bell curve, which is going deep into your life's purpose, your creative genius zone, the thing you love to do the most, your greatest skill that you can offer the world. And when you think about this bell curve of our experience, the true growth that happens is how much time we spend on the either ends, the skinny ends, which is diving deep into our negative emotions to unravel them, not being afraid of confronting difficult conversations, difficult feelings, difficult emotional reactions, why we're stressed, all of the stuff that we've swept under the rug and not dealt with. I think most people have a a garage or a basement of thoughts and feelings that they don't want to deal with, that are just sitting there kind of polluting the whole system. And if you don't have one, that's fantastic. (laughs) Good on you. But many of us have these things and they're not completely sorted through and they they damage us they pull us down and they're this huge weight that drags us from being able to get into the higher end of the bell curve which is our greatest purpose our greatest joy our greatest contribution and I want you to reflect for a minute as to how much time of your week or month do you spend in the middle day-to-day actions, how much time do you spend unraveling all the things that are deeply bothering you? And how much time do you spend in the top end of your life's purpose, your creative genius zone, your flow, true, the pursuit of true joy? And most people spend 100% of their time just in the middle. They are not on the outer two fringes. And I don't think you're ever going to grow in any meaningful way in life if you spend all of your time just in the middle. And so what I try and do is allocate specific amounts of time where my entire uh, task or purpose is to be in either one of those two ends. And the only true growth I think I've ever made in life is from those true ends. I don't think ever cleaning the house or checking my emails or just kind of like getting stuff done ever really made me grow or do anything completely exceptional. 
And I don't think it really happens naturally. I don't think we necessarily naturally go into those, those ends. So we need to allocate specific time lots to do these. Now I'll go into the negative end first and share what I've learned and what I do with that. And then I'll go into how to do the, the, the positive end. So with the negative end is I learn of this process of healing from narcissistic abuse, healing from post-traumatic stress disorder and from trauma uh, and from this book called The Body Keeps the Score, which I would highly recommend anyone to read, whether you have experienced great trauma or not. If you've experienced great trauma, it will just be like a key in a lock for you. It explains all of the, the problems that come up weird things that you'll experience like a like a, a panicky feeling or struggles with getting close to people or weird emotional reactions that you don't know where they come from it explains all of that and if you haven't been traumatized someone around you will have and it will give you much greater empathy into why sometimes people act really weird and are emotionally unstable it'll give you an empathy and understanding uh, to that because we all exist in the world with other people that we need to understand. So the process of dealing with how to unravel trauma is there's a practice called EMDR, which is your eyes go from side to side and it kind of hypnotizes the brain. And so people will remember the trauma experience, the emotional trauma or the physical trauma while the eyes are going from side to side. And then meditate on how that feels in the body because traumatic memories are actually patterns in your physical body they're reactions in your digestive system in your muscles in your nervous system so you'll notice whenever you remember something that was very unpleasant or you are thinking about something that's really bothering you you'll feel needles in your hands you'll feel a sense of your stomach tightening up you could feel it in your heart, like a, a heavy weight on your heart, or that your throat is being constricted, or that you can't breathe. Some people might get a headache. These are biological responses that your nervous system is putting into your body. And trauma is when those things get trapped inside you, they get your body traps them for years after the experience. And so as you're going through the world, when you think, wow, I'd really like to do that thing, or go to that place, or try that thing... It triggers that trauma memory and those physical sensations and ugh, you get this feeling and then you think, oh no, I just really can't do that today. Maybe I'll just read a book, you know, maybe I'll just um, go and hang out with those people. And then you shut down that process of your own evolution. So in order to unravel that, so you're not having these biological feelings that are trapping you, kind of like ropes that stop you from moving forward, you need to go through these long meditation processes of meditating on the negative feelings and they're really unpleasant and I've done a lot of them I would just make lists of every bad memory I'd ever had every bad boyfriend every negative emotion and sometimes they weren't even that negative they would be like sometimes I feel fat in what I'm wearing why do I feel fat when I'm not actually fat and then I would meditate on this and then how does it feel how do my hands feel how does my stomach feel and it would take me on this long 
psychological journey into where does it come from? Why? Where does this feeling come from? And then you really try to ramp up the pain. Like if, if you're feeling it in your stomach, you really sit on that. Try to make it bigger, almost try to turn the volume up on it. And 100% of the time, it goes away. It passes by giving light to it, by giving it focus. These emotions don't blow up into this volcano and take over your life and ruin you. They actually feel very painful for a few minutes and then they pass. And I've done it so many times now that I know that they do pass. So I'm not afraid of going into them anymore. The worst memories, the greatest pain, I know that if I just sit with it, sometimes it'll even take an hour or two, but it will eventually, like a muscle stretching out, just... And I know this feeling because when I'm doing it, my lungs start to clench up and I'm like, oh, that's so horrible. Why did that person do this thing? Why me? Why did I have to endure that? It's so unfair. Why am I still going through this? And it's just... And then I noticed my breath, I'll just be like... And then it's gone and I remember it again and again and again and I'm not able to build up that tension anymore. It'll just go and I'll feel quite tired and exhausted afterwards. It's this deep neural energy. The neurons have been holding tight on these pathways and then the neurons actually let go of a particular thought pattern. And this is real physics and the science of the body. I do this process with uh, the computer. It's a computer program where the dot goes from side to side. But you can do it without, without that as well. But the dot helps it become more, more salient. You can also just diary, just really reflect on it, whatever is bothering you. And I make set chunks of time in which to spend a couple of hours meditating and feeling out the things that are bothering me and getting to the bottom of it through this process and every time I do that I have a massive breakthrough whether I'm focusing on the relationship with my family my my role as a parent things I'm feeling overwhelmed by money projects feelings of not feeling worthy or not feeling good enough or issues with relationships Whatever it is I focus on, I have some enormous breakthrough whenever I do this. And I feel almost like a different person on the other side of it. When I think about the stuff that used to bother me before I started this practice, like it's got nothing on me now. Because when you go into the pain and unravel it, it doesn't control you anymore. Like this idea of feeling like you're not enough or you're a failure or people are going to be mean to you or people will reject you. I've done so many EMDR meditation sessions now on maybe people will be mean to me and reject me. Like I honestly couldn't give a fuck anymore if people are mean to me or reject me. Like I lived it through the meditation. I realized that it wasn't such a big deal. Most people like me. Most people are really, really nice. The random occasional person <laughs> will be mean. Yeah, and sometimes people say no and reject you, but it's meaningless. It has absolutely no emotional stick on me now from doing this. So I'm free to go into the world. I have great meetings all the time. I build great relationships. I can cold call people. I cold LinkedIn people. 
lots and lots of human communication going on that I didn't have so much of before because I had this sort of this layer of worry that uh, I didn't want people to be to be mean to me or to reject me or to have like awkward meetings where they just really didn't want to be there. You can't truly grow until you are willing to go right into the gory, difficult details. So now let's move into the, the positive end. To grow, you need to carve out every time for your creative genius zone. This can be putting the alarm on at six o'clock in the morning and just jumping in to whatever your creative genius zone is. What is my purpose in life? What brings me joy? What am I curious about? What can I make in the world that will make a great contribution? What can I give to others that they will love? What does the earth want? If the earth was a person, what would it want from me? What is my highest contribution for myself, for my family, for my friends, for the trees, for the animals, for the planet, for the universe? What is it calling me to do? And put a timer on it. Two hours. Go. What is it? You can do anything. And time that and do it. Do it like going to the gym. Do it like taking medication that you need to take every day. This is what I did for years to develop my book and all of my designs and all of my understanding of data and behavioral psychology and design. I just dove in relentlessly with the timer. And the rule was just nothing can get in the way. No matter what is going on in life, you still do it. I've taken a bit of a step back now because it kind of went in many directions. So I've pulled back a little bit from this now and I'm trying to focus more on being uh, organized and getting things done. So I spent so much time in the outer ends. I'm just personally spending a bit more time in the middle now because I spent too much time on the ends. But I still think that's where the magic happens. That's where the growth happens is out on the end. And if you can schedule your life Maybe it's doing it in thirds, one third dealing with grief and trauma, a third organizing and getting things done, and a third in your creative genius zone. And hopefully over time, you'll need to spend less time in the negative zone. I mean, your personal growth will just be astronomical. I mean, I don't feel like I really started growing as a person and doing really meaningful work until I started living like that, fully invested in dealing with the negative, and creative growth on on the end and just letting go of everything else no particular needs to be organized or get anything done or to make money just trying to achieve basic survival basic organizational and financial survival and fully invested in these ends of the bell curve i think that's the way that's the way we grow i'd like you to uh just reflect for a bit how much time you consciously spend in those either ends and try to schedule it in for the week. And look up The Body Keeps the Score. Look up EMDR. Have a read about that stuff because many of us have these untreated traumas that we need to work through. And there are methods that people have worked out about how to get through it. And people really do recover from very serious things with, with the right type of therapy and right type of process. And don't forget to lean into your creative genius zone. Put the timer on. Do it. Every day, at least one hour, pursuing your greatest calling. So that's it from me. Straight from the heart. Thank you for listening. I hope you get a chance to practice it. And I'll see you next episode.